Bibles. It is so great to be in the house of God with you. What a powerful time of worship. Can we thank our worship team? Didn't they? They were fire. They were fire today. You know, I'm sitting and appreciating worship, looking around, and I was not aware that only good-looking people were allowed to come at this church. I was not aware of that, but I need you to turn to your neighbor and tell him, I think he's talking about me. I think he's talking about what a spirit of excellence in this house. It is so obvious. I, I want to encourage you. This church has a reputation around the city and beyond for outstanding leadership and a love for the community. And so we commend your pastors, Pastor Ryan and Denise, Pastor Mark, and really all the pastoral staff. They've done an incredible job in reaching the community and doing great things for the Lord. I am a husband of one wife. Hello, that's one wife. And I have six kids. And so uh, one thing that I enjoy about our kids is that they will tell you the truth. How many of you know that? <laughs> they will tell you the truth. I remember meeting uh, my wife who would, uh, actually my girlfriend who would one day be my wife, and she drove me into prayer. Let me, let me tell you what I mean by that. I needed divine assistance from God to be able to be with a woman like that. I mean, have you ever seen those ugly dudes with those fine, fine wives? You're like, Ooh, you either need anointing, a lot of money, or to be on the worship team. I mean, you got you to gotta have some help. You got to have some help. And so she, uh, you know, drove me into prayer, and the Lord gave her selective blindness. And so... We are uh, very, very excited that the Lord has blessed our families and doing great things. I'm so honored to be able to be here. Some of you may not know this, but Pastor Mark and I were roommates in Bible school, and he has always been a man of great integrity and anointing in his life, and I'm so thankful for our friendship. Uh, before we go any further, I feel like a confession moment needs to happen here, and maybe somebody can relate with me, but uh, I grew up with a drug problem. Some people don't know about this, and, and actually, I'm okay to talk about this because I feel like my parents were, were uh, responsible for that, and let me, let me tell you what I mean by that. The drug problem that I grew up with is that my parents drug me to church. And they drug me to per Hello, anybody know what I'm talking about? They drug me, and I am so thankful that they instilled in me the importance of being in the house of God, even when I didn't want to be there. Hello, anybody ever been there? Even that they drug me, and I am I'm a positive drug addict. Ah, right? You know, just being in the presence of the Lord. I don't have no marks, but I got, a, I got some chocolate marks back here. But uh, anyway... I want to encourage you with that, that this Collide Student Conference, we don't want you to drag anybody here, but we want you to lovingly encourage them to be able to be here so that the Spirit of God can collide with their lives and they will radically, radically be changed in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. The topic that I want to share with you for the next uh, moments that we have is the power of dissatisfaction. The power of dissatisfaction. There is good power in being dissatisfied. 
It is when somebody that is dissatisfied that they no longer are happy with the normal. They're no longer happy with the routine. They no longer accept status quo and they demand more in their lives. I believe that there needs to be a dissatisfaction in some of our areas because God is able to give us more than what we're experiencing. I believe that we need to stop being happy with happy meal blessings when God has supersized big blessings for you and me, we need to believe God for more. How many of you believe that? Just enough is not good enough. Just enough for God's people is not good enough. We should not be okay with things being okay. When we serve an abundant, giving, graceful God, let me tell you something. There's, we should not be satisfied with an okay marriage. We should not be satisfied with an okay bank account. Hello, somebody like, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, brother, I'm there, I'm there. We should not be okay. We should not be satisfied with the minimum when God has a chance to give us the maximum and bless his people because we are his sons and daughters. The power of dissatisfaction. Somebody that is dissatisfied will always do more than the average. They'll always do more than what is required. They serve above and beyond, and they have an excellent spirit about them. And I already know that you get this because I can look around and see and sense the, 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 the spirit of excellence in this place. I can see excellence, not only in this place, but with the people. I have a friend I was... Sharing earlier, I have a friend that likes to tell me uh, how big his muscles are growing. <laughs> He's telling me all the time, man, I'm up on my bench, you know, and, you know I'm swole, I'm getting big, I'm, I'm lifting, I'm seeing changes, look at my back, and I'm like, bro, he's a little too motivated. I mean, this, I mean, I, and then I finally tell my friend, listen, you don't have to tell me you go to the gym. I should be able to look at you and say, you're going to the gym. You don't have to tell me you're losing weight. I should be able to look at you and I should be able to see that you are losing weight. Ladies don't have to tell other people I am a lady. You should be able to see them and know that they're... Likewise, we don't have to tell people we are anointed. They should be able to see and tell that we are anointed. We don't have to tell people I am blessed. They should be able to see and say, that brother is blessed. He's blessed. In the likewise manner, people should see the people of God and understand that our success does not come from ourselves. It does not come from human ingenuity. It comes from the favor, the blessing, the power, and the grace of God in our lives. Somebody shout amen. amen. There is power in being dissatisfied. There is power. I said, I said in the earlier service, don't be satisfied with your marriage. And I saw one lady, I read her lips, she goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> God has greater. God has abundance. I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. That's God's desire for us, that we experience the abundant blessing of his favor for our lives. 
Our text this morning is coming out of the book of Joshua. And uh, as you go to the book of Joshua, chapter number 17, page 192 in my Bible, uh, I want to share with you three principles on what the power of dissatisfaction can accomplish or, or what is needed to have this power work in our favor. As you turn there, let me just share with you, there was a family of 10 living in one home. Ten people living in one house. They, they may have been Latino. I, that, that, that has not been confirmed. But in either case, ten people living in, in, in a one-bedroom home, rather. And through a series of miraculous events, they were blessed with a six-bedroom home. And what was interesting about this blessing is that they all lived in one room out of this six-bedroom home. They lived in one place. They lived, they, they, they lived as if nothing had changed. They lived as if nothing was uh, afforded to them by the way of more. And they had a visitor that came and noticed the situation and says, Why are you living in just one room? You have all these rooms. And the response was this. We We've gotten used to being in one place, in one room. We've gotten used to the limitations. We've gotten used to the surroundings. I wonder if God is blessing his people with more, but we're used to the minimum. We're used to the confined. We're used to the limited. We should not be used to it. We should expect God to bless us with more and operate in greater abundance because that's what he provides his people The power of dissatisfaction. Let me give you the backdrop of the passage that is our assignment this morning. And that is there's 12 tribes that are receiving the inheritance and the lands that God has given them. And they reach the tribe of Manasseh. And the tribe of Manasseh is awarded or given a a, a plot of land. And they speak up and they say, the land that you are giving us is not enough. We are numerous, we are blessed, and we need more. We need more. Have you ever looked at your life and said, this is good, but I need more? This is, this is great, but how many of you have ever looked at your paycheck and said, this is good, but hello, I need, I need more. I need more. I need more. This is a good car, but I need more space. My kids are growing. I mean, they're wearing size 13s. They're like, you know, ski boots, you know. I mean, I need, I need more. The power of dissatisfaction. Let's read verse number 14. And it says this. Then the people of Joseph spoke up to Joshua, to Joshua saying, why have you given me but one allotment and one portion as an inheritance, although I am a numerous people? And since all along, the Lord has blessed me. We see a tribe that has been blessed by God and they are growing, they are expanding and they come and they say, why have you just given us just one allotment? We need more. Can somebody shout more? Somebody say one more time, more. You see, nothing happens until we speak declare, petition, and ask God for more. Can I, can I just tell you that the only prayer that God cannot answer is the prayer that is not prayed. 
But the moment that you open up your heart, the moment that you exercise your faith, the moment that you begin to petition God for more, God can open the windows of heaven and bless us with more. And so I'm wondering, I ask myself the question, is our small prayers offending a big God? Is our small petitions offending the God that can accomplish and do anything if we would simply believe and ask God for more? Point number one, if you're uh, taking notes, get an eyeliner out, tissue, whatever you got to do, but write some notes down here. Let me encourage you. Point number one is simply this. We read it in verse 14. That is to develop an abundance attitude. Develop an abundance attitude. In other words, exercise your faith that good things are going to happen to you. And good things should happen to God's people. Why? Because we're connected to a good God. And God knows how to give good gifts. He is faithful in giving good gifts. So we need to have an abundance mentality. And this abundance mentality starts with somebody being dissatisfied enough to ask for more. Let me tell you something. How many of you have kids and they have no problem asking for more? I mean, in Spanish, it's like sinvergüenza. In Spanish, it's like no shame. I mean, they just, they petition you. They ask you, you know, mom, I want a car and I want it to be red. And, you know, they, they go into details and they have no shame. They have no stops in asking why, because you are their parents. We should have no shame, no stops in petitioning the father, believing the father that we should go before the throne of grace boldly. Because he is our father It starts with asking It starts with praying It starts with petitioning The tribe spoke up and said We need more We need a dissatisfied people That will go before the father And say we need more for my family We need more We need more for our children We need more for our future We need more We need more Communication with the Father, petitioning. Uh, matter of fact, let me illustrate this. Pastor Mark, do you mind bringing me your phone, please? Pastor Mark, thank you so very much. These phones are absolutely incredible. Thank you, sir. These phones are... Ooh, Blackberry. These phones are... Uh, <laughs> these phones are, are incredible because instantaneous communication instantaneous connection on the other side, instantaneous. You see, before this came out, this came out, and we had instantaneous communication with the Father. Before texting came out, there was a text message, hello, called the Word of God, and he was texting us. Texting us. Parents, how many of you have gotten frustrated with your kids where, like, you text them and they don't respond? They don't, and you're like, honey, I pay for that phone. You better answer that phone when I'm, I'm almost. And you know they read it because you saw the little dots, you know, you, you saw the word red and they don't respond. And then you get all spiritual, like in the name of Jesus, now in the name of Jesus. And it's frustrating because you are calling and they are not responding. How many times has God called us to more and we've not responded because we've been afraid? And the enemy comes. Antonio, can you come? The enemy comes and the enemy comes because he wants to challenge. 
The enemy wants to come and he wants to challenge the ability that we have to communicate with God. He wants to challenge and he wants to interrupt the cycle. And if he can't just interrupt the cycle, he'll come and he'll come with stress. He'll come with challenge and he'll, bam, he'll come and he will try to break communication with the father. And after he's done that, he'll do it again. And he will try to disrupt the communication line that we have through prayer so that we will stop petitioning the Father. Now, I can tell you got some good ushers because they're like looking around on their little, should we take him down? Should we take him? That's Pastor Mark's phone. <laughs> Tranquilizers on three. <laughs> some of us, we are more bothered because I've broke Pastor Mark's phone than we're bothered that the line of communication has been broken. Listen, there's been communication to the Father in us that is interrupting the ability that we have to ask God for more. We need to ask God for more. Pastor Mark, uh, bring milk to Anna after service, I think that was. Believe, believe God for more. I love the fact that they said we are numerous and the Lord has blessed us. How many of you know when the Lord blesses you, you got to make room for that blessing? You got to make room for it because he's going to bless you more than what you have the ability to bless yourself with. And the blessings of God will be obvious. They'll be obvious when God blesses you. Because you'll get promotions that you're not qualified to get. You'll get jobs that you don't have education for. And people will start looking at you and say, how are you driving that thing? How are you living in that house? How are you, how are you, how are you? And the only way you can respond is say, I've petitioned the Father. And the Father has been good. And the Father has blessed me. I am numerous. An abundance mentality. Stop talking about what you can't afford. Stop talking about how much debt you're in. Stop talking about how many problems you have. You have the King of kings and the Lord of lords who is able to do anything and operate even in our lack. He is able to cause us to succeed and experience good things. If we're not careful, this power of dissatisfaction will become unhealthy. It'll become unhealthy because what we'll start doing is we'll start griping instead of growing. We'll start complaining about the petty. We'll start complaining about what's not important. We'll focus on what's not important. I want you to see that the tribe here spoke not just for one person, but spoke for the entire people group. I believe this, families, we need to start becoming dissatisfied with the entire family and believe God for more and believe God for greater blessings. Confession time, I, my wife and I, one time we were on our way to church and the enemy wanted to attack us. How many of you ever experienced attacks to church in the car? And we were having an intense moment of fellowship. Hello. Some people call it arguing. We don't call it arguing. We were in intense moments of fellowship. Anybody here, anybody know what I'm talking about? We're on the way to church, and my wife speaks up, and we're, you know, we're going back and forth. We're heated moments, heated arrows, and, and she speaks up, and she says something like, and you're going to preach? 
I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't go there. And you're going to preach? And I said, yes, and you're going to get saved. (laughs) How many of you know that was not wisdom? Matter of fact, I rolled down the window and said, Holy Ghost, come back in here. Come back in here, Holy Ghost. She said, you better not make an altar call because I'm not going to go up there. And I said, I'm going to call the ushers. Get this demon-possessed woman. Bring me the oil. What am I trying to say? Many times we focus and are in battles that don't even matter. We're fighting over issues that don't matter. And God desires that you and I would understand that when we place our focus and our efforts on going more towards his presence, seeking more after his face, believing God for greater and bigger, taking territory, he has the ability to bless us if we will stop being happy with what we've been given and understand that there's more to receive from God. Let's go to the very next verse. Verse 15, And Joshua said to them, If you are a numerous people, go up by yourselves to the forest, and there clear the ground for yourselves in the land of the Pezzarites and the Rephim, since the hill country of Ephraim is too narrow for you. If you are numerous, and if this place is not big enough, go to the forest Clear the forest and take more land for yourself. Yeah, translation, translation is this. If you want more, go get more. If you need more, go get. It's going to take work sometimes. Some people are praying for a new car. The answer may be get a (laughs) J-O-B. Begin to show up on time at work and God will bless you. He says, if you are too numerous and if this land is not enough, go into the forest, cut down the forest, clear land and get yourself more land. Now, there's no greater picture than this, of this, than what this church has already done. I'm amazed and I thank God that you started first at the building next door where the youth meet and somebody had a vision and said, we need more, we need more. And they cleared the land and this beautiful building was erected and then somebody said pastor said we still need more we still need more and they cleared the fields and now you have this amazing sports complex and you've gone all the way to the road you can't get any more but but somebody started with a healthy dissatisfaction if we'll translate that into our marriage if we'll translate that into our children if we'll translate that into our careers believing God to give us more that we have to go get stop waiting for the blessings to come stop checking the mail and begin to provoke the presence of God through your actions by faith believing that God can bless us with more somebody shout more there is power in being dissatisfied I said that in the earlier service, and I saw one lady go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was just like passionate. Verse 16, as we get ready to close. Point number two, I simply want you to know that there must be a do more attitude. We've got to have a do more attitude. We don't get paid for what we intend to do. We get paid for what we actually do. 
we can't go to our employer and say, those 40 hours that I intended to work that I never came, I'd like to be compensated for that. That doesn't work. You get paid for what you're actually involved in, what you actually participate in. Verse 16, the people of Joseph said, the hill country is not enough for us. Yet all the Canaanites who dwell in the plain have chariots of iron, both those in Beth Shean and its villages and those in the valley of Jezreel. Then Joshua said to the house of Joseph, to Ephraim, Manasseh, you are a numerous people and have great power. You shall not have one allotment only, but the hill country shall be yours. For though though it is a forest, you shall clear it and possess it to the farthest borders. For you shall drive out the Canaanites, though they have chariots of iron, and though they are strong. They are strong, but your God is stronger. They are numerous, but your God is mighty. There is nothing impossible. He says, you are numerous, and you will succeed. Because the Lord is on you. I want to encourage families today. I want to encourage young people today. You're going to make it by association that you are connected with the conquering, almighty, powerful God. And he calls you a conqueror. And you are going to make it. You're going to succeed. Good things are going to happen to you. This is a follow-through mentality. I'm getting ready to close. A follow-through mentality. I grew up in a super saved home. My mom was like super saved. I mean, there's people that are saved and then like super, super saved. I remember telling my mom, you know, mom, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Can you make me? Mom, I'm hungry. And she would say, but are you hungry for Jesus? Are you hungry for the Lord? You know, I would, I would lose my shoes and I'm like, mom, I can't find my shoes. She'd walk around the house in the name of Jesus, out, out, in the name of, like, what are you, what are you, what are you? I'd be walking out of the house and she said, she said, mijo, don't leave naked. Do, do you have the helmet of salvation? Do you, do you have the breastplate of righteousness? Do you have the, so-? I'm like, mom, I'm not a transformer. Let me go to school. But the point that I'm trying to make is that she was dissatisfied with me being common, me being ordinary, me being average. She was dissatisfied. She says, there's greatness inside of you. There's a man of God inside of you. There's purpose inside of you. And we need to understand that we cannot get stuck on what we see. We need to see with the perspective and the attitude that God has for us, that there is a land for us to clear, that there's more territory to take, and God's people can take it if we believe and ask God and do more in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. He says, you will. You will overcome. You will take more territory. In a moment, I want to pray for you. In a moment, our our prayer team is going to come and pray for people that are in need in their present life for more. They're in need of God to do more in their lives. Their marriage is needing more. Their their children, their finances, their career needs more. We've been operating in lack. We've been operating in limitation. We've just been receiving what we've been given, but now 
we're going to pray and believe God for more. Arnold Palmer, some of you may know the great golfer, was invited by the king of Saudi Arabia to uh, play golf exclusively with the king. And they spent the afternoon with the, the two of them, the king and Mr. Uh, Palmer. And at the end of the day, the, the king of Saudi Arabia said, I want to honor you and thank you for spending this time with me. I'd like to give you a gift. Please tell me what I can give you. Mr. Palmer reluctantly said, no, 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 just being here is an honor for me. And the king insisted, I must give you something. So he thought for a moment. He said, well, it would be nice to have a memento of this time together. Why don't, why don't, why don't you give me a golf club? I, I would, that would be, you don't even have to do that, but I'd gladly receive a golf club. And he thought for a moment I could put it in my office. And every time I see it, I would be reminded of, the wonderful experience that I spent spending an afternoon on the course with this king. With that, they dismissed from each other and he flew back to the States and noticed it. it nothing came in the mail, even though he didn't expect it or he said, well, what of this gift? He was expecting a UPS delivery of a golf club and several days later, a courier comes to the door with a stack full of papers and he's signing these documents thinking this is a lot of documents just to receive a delivery and he's signing these documents and at the end of these documents he's handed a copy and a set of keys from the king of Saudi Arabia. What he had just signed for was the deed and the title for a golf club. Not a club, a golf establishment. And let me tell you something, there was a misunderstanding. Why was there a misunderstanding? Because kings think differently from common people. Kings think bigger. Kings think greater. Kings think grander. And let me tell you something, when God wants to bless you, he's going to bless you with greater, with bigger, with what is not common in abundance when we operate with a power of dissatisfaction. Will you stand this morning? I'm going to invite our prayer team to come. If you're here today and you are facing a need, facing a trial, in need of a miracle, we don't want to leave without the opportunity to pray with you. We believe that God can harness the power of the dissatisfaction that you are experiencing by propelling us to go towards the presence of the Lord. If you're here today and you'd like for somebody to connect with you in prayer, believing God for miracles to happen in your life, would you quickly step out of your seats right now and allow one of our prayer partners to be able to connect with you in prayer right now? I'm, I'm talking to marriages. I'm talking to, to young people. I'm talking to business owners. I'm talking to entrepreneurs. I'm talking those that are single, those that are single again. Wherever you are at in life, you are in need of a, of, of a more response from God's presence. Move right now into the aisle so that we can have the opportunity to pray with you. As the worship team leads us in a song, as we continue to worship God, I want to pray and believe God that, that He will be able to bless us with more. As our friends pray here at the altar...
Those of you that are at your seats, will you join us? Would you, for 30 seconds, raise your hands in the air. Let's go before the Lord. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for the people that you've called out of average, common, simplicity. Out of those that have just blended in, God, but to be more and do more. I pray blessings, favor, power, and anointing to exercise faith that will move mountains. In Jesus' name, give us a spiritual and healthy dissatisfaction to elevate our faith and confidence in approaching the throne of grace with boldness. I pray blessings over this congregation. In Jesus' name, amen.